Welcome to the Connecticut Weekender Podcast, bringing you events, festivals, and all things to do across Connecticut. I'd like to welcome your host, Ryan Sylvester. Welcome everyone to episode number five of the Connecticut Weekender Podcast. We're recording from our Cheshire office, and today we have an interview from Ron from Kwasi Amusement Park, and uh, he's going to share how Kwasi has really transformed from just an amusement park to a piece of Americana. But first, I'd like to welcome Sean Henry to the podcast. How's it going? I'm good. I'm drinking Cranky IPA by Stony Creek. It is aggressively laid back beer. That you have so nicely picked up from the hardware store as we were setting up our podcast (laughs) office. Assertive hop character enhanced by a smooth malt backbone are what define this IPA. I mean, that's just, that's just good marketing right there. Yeah. So Um, they're, they're brand. Brantford. Yeah. Brantford. Glad I I got there. Yeah. It's a really cool place. Yeah. I used to, I would go there and uh, play a little cornhole. I've been known to, to crush some cornhole, maybe play some bocce outside. But uh, maybe we should get that for the office. I think that'd be kind of neat. Oh, I made some. I made some and has a huge American flag on the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thanks for asking, Sean. This weekend I had. <laughs> what did you do this weekend, Ryan? Um, so I really did nothing, ah. to be honest. But I did take a trip down to the art festival. Uh, that's it not was, doing nothing. Well, I, that was the only thing I did. Um, so I went down to the art festival. That was in like downtown Mystic. And I know that I went there like last week or the week before or whatever. But um, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, I knew one of the artists that had set up a tent and uh, he was selling like photographs and stuff. And there's people everywhere. And then it started to downpour. Mm. So it was basically raining, what, for the past three years, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, this is a very dreary summer. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, the rain keeps coming. Yeah. I, I take, uh, I take my dog outside and I forget to put shoes on and it's just mud everywhere <laughs> inside. So, uh, what about you, Sean? What are you doing? Well, we, uh, we're mostly indoors because of the rain, but, um, I think on Sunday we went to extreme air trampoline park in Cheshire, wow. which is really cool because they have a giant statue of Paul Bunyan in the front. Wow. So Cheshire has its very own giant. How does that align with trampolines? It doesn't, but I think that makes it that much more interesting. I don't get that at all. Yeah, it's, it's really go, cool. I used to go to launch. I don't know where it is. Um, yeah. But I was telling you before, like I, I would go and my little sister, she was probably, when I went with her, it was probably a couple years ago, she was eight years old and I would go and I would jump around for 30 minutes and I would be laid up for two days because my spine had just compressed yeah. into one vertebrae. Yeah. It reminded me being on the trampolines, it reminded me of how old I feel in my mid thirties. I like which how you said how old I feel and how old I am because <laughs> we all feel much older than we are. Yes. Um, well, that's cool. I mean, I'm sure the kids had fun, right? They did. They did. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get a little bit more sun this weekend. Uh, get to explore a little bit. We're actually hoping to get a hike in, so we'll see if the weather cooperates. Where are you going to go? TBD. We'll find out. Nice. Um, yeah. It will very much depend on the weather. I haven't been hiking in forever, and I, I keep telling... Uh keep telling myself I'm going to go. And I actually, okay. So I if did. you listen to the recording from last week, um, Ryan, or maybe two weeks ago, Ryan declared that he was going to attempt Bear Mountain. And it doesn't Are you holding sound me to it? as though he's done that. No, yet. I have not done it. But I did tell myself that I was going to go paddleboarding. That's cool. And I went, I took the dog on the paddleboard and he hated it. So I had to <laughs> quickly wrap up my paddleboarding excursion. But I did do one outdoor thing. So I paddleboarded down... Well, not really down, but I paddleboarded in like this little cove of the Connecticut River. Hmm. And uh, 
Yeah, it was pretty awful trying to keep him on the paddle boards, but it was, it was okay. with the dog. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but so judging from my, you know, lack of activity weekend, I'm looking forward to this weekend yeah. purely because the Meadow Brothers are coming to the River Museum and that's down near my house. So sorry if I'm a, you know, biased, but uh, it's a quick walk down to the house and it's the Meadow Brothers are playing at the River Museum. So what, what kind of music are the Meadow Brothers? It's like, um, it's hard to explain. I would say like a little, little rock, like a little laid back rock. All right. Is, is that a genre? Sure. Wow. Um, but uh, so it's going to be down at Steamboat Dock. Um, so check it out. Uh, the museum's main floor, galleries and gift shop remain open. Um, it's on the waterfront, so you can walk around, you can see all the shops, go down and sit on the green and listen to some nice music, and uh, I can guarantee you there'll be dogs everywhere, so if you're a dog lover and need to get your dog petting in, then head on down and check it out. I won't be doing this, but another cool thing to check out is the Marine Life Encounter Cruise at the Maritime Aquarium. Um, the only reason I say I won't be doing this is because my uh, one-year-old gets seasick very easily, uh, so we are avoiding boats at all costs. But if you do not get seasick, <laughs> this could be a cool thing to check out. Um, it is Sunday from 1.15 to 3.45 p.m. Um, a reminder that all passengers must be over 42 inches tall, so not for babies. And advanced purchase is strongly recommended. So if you are thinking about checking that out, make sure you either visit their website or call in advance to make sure you can get a ticket. And that's all over. We've we've had those on the calendar for a long time. They're really popular. If you uh, if you want to check it out, because they have different uh, lighthouse and marine life stuff cruises going on. So if you want to head to the ctweekender.com slash this weekend, you can see all the variations of their cruises. And uh, I definitely need to check that out. I need to go on that, and I need to go on the Sunset Cruise. Hmm. From the Essex. Uh, I've been meaning to do that as well. Yeah. I was going to go and then it sold out and I was really disappointed. I want to do one of those murder mystery cruises. <laughs> I'm glad you finished that sentence. <laughs> I never, what do you mean murder mystery? Where is that from? I, I believe they do it on the uh, Connecticut River. Okay. We'll find out and we'll we'll put it in the, uh, the show notes. We are doing show notes, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll find out who does that because I believe there is a company that does um, murder mysteries at least like once a year. Uh, it's a boat, and uh, it's sort of like playing the game. Was it Clue? Yeah, yeah. Where uh, you have to guess who who did it. So another thing, uh, I don't think it's on the calendar, but it is Talk Like a Pirate Day. Ah, right. And that's a cruise from the SXD train. And when is Talk Like a Pirate Day? Oh, God. On the spot. Talk Like a Pirate Day. That is September 19th. So if we record that day, we'll have to talk like pirates. Yes. Oh, God. All right. Let's dive into the interview. So you spoke with someone at Quasi. Yes. Ron from Quasi. Nice fellow. And, uh, you know, he really, we had a really nice conversation. And what I love when, when I talk to these people on interviews is I love to hear the passion that they have for their job. Because mm. it's, you know, you hear, everyone is like, oh, I got to go to work. But, you know, he really seemed to enjoy his job. Right, right. Uh, you know, he'd walk around and see all the people going around. He'd love seeing the, the youngsters, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just a really uh, passionate dude. Now, you've 
correct me if I'm wrong, but you've never been to Kwasi, right? Why would you do that? Well, you know, I just have to embarrass you here <laughs> yeah. in front of no, thousands of listeners. But <laughs> so I've never, I've, no, I've never been, and here's why: I'm not one for rides. Ah, all right, then I will interrupt you. <laughs> well, no. So um, I, I used to go there when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, several times this summer, probably, or at least I feel like I did. Um, and uh, it's very much like one of those things that I don't know when I think about being a kid that's mm. something I was excited about doing yeah. now that I have kids and bring them back there and they're doing exactly the same rides that I used to ride that's there's really like cool. little kid boats and little kid roller coasters and things like that and it was really cool to listen to your interview and hear him talking about the, the history of the park and how it's evolved through the years um, and it's very much been just like a I don't know a staple of Connecticut life um at least for our half of the state, but, uh, <laughs> our half, doing air quotes. Yeah. 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 See. But, um, but yeah, yeah cool you know, it's, it's really quite, cool. I definitely want to get over there. I think that, you know, after talking to him, obviously if you have never been to some place, it's, it's hard to imagine all that stuff that you just said, but you know, after talking to him, it really seems like a cool place. And I know that it's been around forever and it's family owned and it's just a really cool state of Connecticut. He talks about the wooden roller coaster, which is awesome. I've done it yeah. and it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So and it's, it's one of the top ones in the country for yeah. sure, or in the world. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, make sure to uh, stay tuned and listen to that. And if you have any friends, family members, strangers on the street, make sure you tell them to, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we want to keep bringing you all the events and fun stuff going on in Connecticut. So uh, we will be coming to you, hopefully, I think we've nailed it down every Tuesday-ish. Uh, Maybe give us a day or two of leeway, but uh, we'll be coming to you every week, early in the week, so you can keep, be prepared for the weekend. So just stay tuned, and you can listen to me and Ron chat about the classic Americana of Connecticut. is the marketing director and public relations over at Quasi Music Park. Ron, how you doing? Great. How about you? Oh, I'm doing great in the podcast studio and just loving it. Um, how is the office life over at Quasi? Well, a little bit of office life in this business and a lot of uh, legging it out in the park yeah, <laughs> when we're open. So uh, You do some walk-arounds when you're there, right? Yeah, a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, we all have to wear a bunch of hats in this business. Uh, it isn't like you're able to do one thing uh, every day. Uh, and that's the neat thing about the music park industry is uh, it's kind of hands-on. Yeah, you, you kind of just get to get your hands into a bunch of different things. It keeps it interesting, I'm sure. 
yeah, yeah, not a not uh, one day is the the same as the other. So right. Um. So can you just give me you know like a high level overview of what Quasi is? You know, it's family owned and it's been around for a long time. You just give me kind of like a, a a day in the life of the amusement park, if you would. Yeah, the Quasi uh, Amusement Park dates back uh, 110 years back, and it opened as a trolley park. And before the Great Depression of 1929, there were more than a thousand trolley parks, most of which were located uh, in the Northeast. Uh, the Depression took most of those parks uh, out, as you can imagine, as many mm-hmm. businesses failed. Right. Today, there are only 11 of us left. Wow. Uh, one is west of the Mississippi, and that's uh, Oaks out in Portland, Oregon. Wow. Wow, that, that's incredible. So, you know, you're really a part of a pretty special group of amusement parks. Yeah, it's uh, really what we'd call Americana. Uh, you know, the yeah. uh, uh, the park industry uh, has changed uh, in the past 40, 50 years where a lot of people hone in on bigger theme parks, but, uh, you know, the small uh, pack of these family-owned parks are still doing very well. Uh, right. The same family has owned and operated this property since 1937. That's incredible. And they're hands-on owners. They're, they're here every day operating the property. So. That's really incredible. So, um, you know, it's, it has like a real family vibe when you go to it. It's much different than, you know, the bigger amusement parks that we see in other states. So I'm assuming that you get a lot of, you know, repeat visitors, families coming for the summer and, and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, we, we fill a niche market. Uh, in the region, and justly so. Uh, we don't try to compete with, uh, you know, our friends up the road at Lake Compounds or right. uh, Six Flags in New England. Uh, you know, we're good friends with everybody in the industry, basically. And uh, this property has always filled that niche. We don't right. charge a general admission to walk in. So you see a lot of grandparents here, uh, you know, parents with youngsters and strollers. And the only place you really have to pay an admission is if you want to go into the water park. Wow, that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. And, and has it always been like that? Has it has it kept? Through? Yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah, it's always been like that. You can all, you know ever since the park uh, opened up, uh, admission to the amusement ride area is free of charge. Uh, since we introduced the water park back in 2003, of course there has to be an admission uh, to that because um, you know these water attractions are are popular. They're also very expensive to, uh, to put in and to maintain. So, right. Right. So, you know, this kind of leads me into my next question. You know, what is, what is cost, you know, what, are, what do you do best? Is it, is it the family aspect? Is it, is it staying with tradition? You know, what is it that sets you apart from everyone else? Well, it's, uh, you know, maintaining the heritage of the property. You know, we have some buildings here that date back a century. Um, we've, basically tried to maintain that uh, important part of the heritage, especially with the arcade building, which is the oldest building on the property. It was built in 1915 as an open-air dance hall. Wow. Uh, the, car- the Carousel Roundhouse is the second oldest structure, 1927. And that houses our 50-foot grand carousel, which is uh, a newer model. A lot of people think it's an old, old carousel, but it was actually built brand new for the property in 1990. Uh, we have, you know, some rides that go back to the early 1950s in our kitty land. Wow. Uh, we hear pe- people every day talk about Little Dipper roller coaster, uh, Skyfighter jet ride, and kitty boats there. 
they all came in as a package in 1952, and uh, they're running as good as the day they were purchased brand new. Uh, you know, they were really built extremely well yeah, uh, back it, in that era. If it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing there. Yeah, and, you know, there's still uh, the parts are still available for these rides. They've been maintained throughout the years. The company that, that built them does not build new rides, but they uh, supply the parts. And, you know, there's a great mix of old and new here. Since uh, 2003, the park family has invested uh, a great deal in rejuvenating the infrastructure, uh, the buildings. And, you know, we've added a lot of new rides, the ride area. Um, and, of course, the water park is really boomed. We just opened the biggest project in the park's history this year uh, over at Splashaway Bay. Yeah, I was I was watching a couple of videos of and it's really enticing. You know, the water park is is obviously, you know, probably pretty popular on these hot days. It's been getting super hot, so I can imagine you guys are probably busy running that and keeping that up to date and everything. Yeah, you know, water is a great element when the weather is with you. Um, you mm-hmm. know, the last uh, right before July four, we finally got some a good stretch of good weather. And uh, so the water park has been busy. We put a cafe out there overlooking the lake uh, this year that's extremely popular as well. And, you know, it took a couple of years for us to uh, implement enough things at the water park. So there's things for toddlers, what we call youngsters under 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And then these new extreme raft rides we put in uh, this year uh, is some of the newest technology uh, in water park attractions. and they're very well received. We call those category five rapids. Oh wow! Um, would you say that you know the water park is probably your most popular event for the summer, or would you say it's pretty fifty-fifty versus the amusement park? Well, um, again, it depends on the weather. If it's extremely hot and humid, then the water park draws away from the ride area. Right. Uh, on a day like this, where it's very comfortable out, we're in the low eighties here today. There's a little bit of a breeze off the lake. Water park is busy. The ride area is busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it, you know, it's a, it equals itself out, and it's a, you know, just a, a good example of how uh, both types of parks can work very well uh, in an operation like this. Right. On a cool, wet day, or even just a cool day where it drops down, you know, early in the season, late in the season, down in the 60s sometimes, uh, then the ride area is stronger than the water park <laughs> for right. obvious reasons. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd be jumping in the water at, you know, 60 degrees outside, but... Um, yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, and it seems like, you know, you mentioned before, there's, you know, grandparents and adults and they're coming in, you know, with their kids, and it probably makes them happy that they don't have to pay a general admission to watch their kids, you know, ride a bunch of rides. Um, but yeah. if, they, if they do go in, you know, do, is, are there things for, you know, the adults and those grandparents to do, you know, other than rides, maybe you know, some games or other things like that? Oh, yeah. You know, the, the arcade here um, has a mix of some of the older arcade games like skee-ball. We've nice. got a couple uh, what they call rotary merchandisers uh, from the former Palisades Park that overlooked uh, Manhattan on wow. the New Jersey side of the Hudson River. Uh, those were purchased back in the early 70s when Palisades closed. So there's some you know, we've got a laser maze in the arcade, which is uh, pretty high tech. Um, but there's some old games, and we are able to swap games out occasionally. Uh, you'll find some old pinball machines in there once in a while. 
even a Pac-Man, you know, something of that that era back in the uh, uh, when video games were at their height of popularity back in the, the 70s, early 80s. Uh, and it's not unusual to see the grandparents and parents on the train ride with their youngsters around the grand carousel and, you know, the teacups and some of the other uh, real good family attractions we have at the ride here. Yeah, that's, you know, it's awesome that they can come in and kind of play along and, and not have to sit on the sidelines, um, you know, at the yeah, weekend. Yeah, reminisce. Or, yeah, right. Um, on the weekend, or, you know, we, we feature some of those events. And, you know, one of the ones that we noticed, just because it is an amusement park, but there are other things for adults to come and do, you know, Quasi After Dark, uh, we talked um, before this about, you know, how, how awesome that was and how, uh, how, how it's good to tap into that, that newer market for the adult stuff. So, you know, how, you know, tell people about, you know, what kind of goes on there if they don't, you know, if they haven't heard about it. Yeah, we're going to throw our second uh, Quasi After Dark Beach Party on Friday the 20th. Uh, and this is really geared toward adults. It'll be after the water park closes. The water park closes at 7 o'clock. It's a Friday night, so the rides out in the ride area will operate until 10 o'clock. Uh, but this function inside uh, the beach area, we're going to have uh, Nashville Drive, which is a very popular uh, country band here in Connecticut. They'll perform uh, down on the beach. And, you know, people come, adults come out there, relax for the evening. You know, have some beverages and, and snacks available at the cafe and listen to some great music. You know, there'll be some tiki, tiki torches lighting up uh, along the lakefront. Um, and that's re- really what it's designed to do, just be a relaxing evening on the beach, overlooking the water, and listening uh, to some great local entertainment. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, do you guys focus on the local stuff, you know, is it, if you have events like this, are you bringing on local talent or are you, you know, focusing just on popularity or is it, is it a lot of, uh, you know, Connecticut based stuff? Well, it's our second uh, go with it. So the first one was very successful. Uh, we brought in a, uh, contemporary rock band, uh, here from the local area, Matson Rose, and they were phenomenal. Uh, awesome. And they had a great following. Uh, we packed the beach, uh, for that event. And so we want to put a different twist on the second one. And we know uh, country is very popular uh, with, you know, young adults and even uh, you know, older adults who have followed it uh, through the years. And uh, Nashville Tribe's got a, a solid following throughout the state. So we think this will be a, a great uh, evening event for, uh, you know, the adult crowd like out for it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when, you know, places places like Quasi can introduce something new like that and it catches on quick, you know, that's something that could go on for a very, very long time. And I know that, you know, all that adult at night kind of stuff is, is really catching on. People are looking for outlets, especially in the summer. If you can go hang out on the beach, have a couple of drinks and listen to some music, I don't see why not. I mean, obviously you guys are going to pack the beach. It seems, seems really awesome. Yeah. And you know, it's not, it's not a drawn out affair. It's uh, 7.30 to 11. Um, so, you know, we, we don't want to go until midnight or one, two in the morning. It's again, designed to come out and have a good time for a few hours. Um, you know, when no one to call it a day and everybody leaves, uh, hopefully happy and, and enjoy the music and a couple of drinks here. And, uh, and that's what it's designed to do. So, I can't make it much past see. 10 o'clock anyway. So, you know what, that's perfect <laughs> for me. Um, well, you know, so- at, at my age, I, I have a, I struggle getting there, but we have to stay open. You know, Friday, Saturday nights are ten o'clock close uh, in the ride area, anyway. So, 
So it, yeah, at least it's not you know a running race. You know, at least you get to kind of hang out. I'm sure there's a little get up and go associated with it, but you know, it's, it yeah. seems like a nice relaxing time. Um, yeah. So you know, that's a, probably going to be a well-known event, and you guys are you know obviously well-known for your family aspect and everything. What would you say is you know the biggest draw you know uh that applies to the family kind of old-timey um historic section of your park if there's a ride or an event yeah it's you know fourth of july has always been popular here um the park has always traditionally done fireworks of fourth and we won't change because of course on a wednesday this year you know we didn't push it off to the the following friday or saturday fourth of july is fourth of july uh, people want to see fireworks, and, and we do a little bit of a unique twist on it. We do 3D fireworks with the throwback glasses. Oh, wow. And we sell those for a buck, and then we give the proceeds from those sales to uh, Healthy Eyes Alliance, which wow, does that's eye awesome. testing for, uh, you know, they do eye testing for young people and basically anybody who is at risk of having uh, some type of an eye problem, they, they help step in and, and identify that. So. We've supported them. Uh, been about 16 years now. They were called. Uh, uh, it was a different name years ago. It's like Healthy Eyes Tri-State or something, and then the name changed, and we've stuck with them as far as the beneficiary side of it. Uh, That's really cool. Years. That's really cool. The um, other thing we should touch on, um, you know, is our roller coaster here. That's what. That's what I was getting at. The famous roller coaster. Yeah, the Wooden Warrior. Um, it opened in 2011 uh, to a lot of fanfare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, the American Coaster Enthusiasts, but it's a large contingent. Uh, it's an actual organization of folks from across the nation, and uh, they're pretty well organized with thousands of members. And of course, when word came out that Quasi was going to build a wooden roller coaster, there was buzz all over the place about it. And the neat thing about wooden coasters like Wooden Warrior is they're not a, a cookie cutter ride. Right. You know, they're, nobody knows what it's going to be like till it's really finished and you're able to ride it. Right. So, uh, you know, we're, uh, ride is still incredible. We have guests from around the world every year come here to ride it. And surprisingly, it's only 1,200 feet in length, uh, still rated among the top 50 wooden coasters in the world. It's amazing that, you know, something like that can bring people from, you know, around around our state or around the country to, you know, the small town and, and come to this family-owned amusement park and, and ride a ride. I mean, I think that that's really incredible. Yeah, and, you know, I was out in the park today, and it's not unusual any given day to be in the park to see a visitor with a shirt on from another uh, bigger park, you know, with roller coaster insignia on it. Right. Um, so we know we know they're here to ride Wooden Warrior, and then they'll go in the gift shop usually and buy a Wooden Warrior T-shirt to add to their collection. Awesome. Uh, on average, we have probably three groups a season that are dedicated to coming to the park to ride the Warrior, um, and we've had them as far away as Germany, France, um, Canada, and of course the American coaster enthusiasts. Wow. Uh, and you know, they'll come in, and uh, some of these groups, especially the uh, foreign travelers, they'll come in on tour buses. Uh, That's incredible. So give us some, yeah. They give us some advance warning, and then you know we have things arranged for them. So 
they know they'll be able to get in, you know, a number of rides on that given day as they're here to really see the, the coaster. And they enjoy seeing the rest of the park, enjoying the other amenities. But uh, it's surprising um, what 1,200 feet of uh, timber up in the air will do for a small amusement park. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, the perfect way to kind of round out Quasi is, you know, what is your favorite part about, you know, working there, seeing the people and seeing the impact that the amusement park has on, on the families that are coming, the grandparents that are bringing their grandkids. What is your favorite part about just the overall working experience there? Um, my favorite part is being part of the transition since, uh, you know, 17 years ago. Um, you know, the park was in pretty dire straits at that time. Mm. And um, we're in our third generation of family that's now uh, at the helm making the decisions moving forward. And they decided it's time to turn the property around. They've just done an incredible job uh, in doing so. Um, you know, to share photos from the late 1990s to today, you wouldn't recognize the property. Wow. Um, all the buildings have been updated without, um, you know, destroying that, that heritage of the older structures. Our new ticket booth uh, at the head of the property is reminiscent of the trolley station that once served the park uh, up until 1930. And, uh, you know, just that feel here that this is uh, a very unique historic property, but at the same time, it is uh, taken itself into uh, this next century. So at 110 years, um, I think the park looks very strong at this point and, and moving forward. It's been uh, really gratifying to myself to be part of uh, going along for that ride. <laughs> so yeah, That's pretty amazing. Um, that's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. it seems like a refreshed, you know, piece of Americana. Yeah, and it, it is. And, you know, they, uh, every time the park owners have, you know, a new project on, on the drawing board, uh, for my position as marketing director and public relations director, it just adds more fuel to the fire in terms of what I, I can work with and, and getting the word out uh, yeah. to the public. So uh, that helps dramatically. Well, Ron, every, anytime you need something, you know, a platform, you know, you can come to the weekender and, you know, we're always happy to uh, help out our neighbors and, and, and get the word out. Um, but I, I, you know, I think that Quasi Museum Park is just, it's the place to go. I mean, it's, it's family oriented, it's family run, and it's been a stable in, in our community for a long time. And I think that all the improvements that you guys are doing are, uh, are, are great. And I think that, you know, it's going to be very successful and, and I, and I really hope it, it, it continues to be. Well, we, we appreciate the, you know, your interest and in, in taking the time with us. We're always glad to, uh, you know, give you our two cents, so to speak. And, uh, um, you know, that's, uh, who and what we are. And, uh, it's great that we're able to, uh, you know, cater to the, the regional families the way we do and, uh, present ourselves in a, and I more relaxed atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Putting putting a face to the uh, already relaxed atmosphere is probably probably really good. But I'm sure that your your loyal customers already knew that. But um, we uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Everyone, thank uh, we're thanking Ron from Boston News and uh, Ron.